This message was shared from the pulpit at Good News Baptist Church in Chesapeake, Virginia. For more information, visit us online at goodnewsbaptist.org. Go, if you would, please, to Genesis chapter number 1. Genesis chapter 1. I got an hour message I'll try to do in 15 minutes here. All right. I want to deal with the central theme of the whole Bible. All right, and I think this is vital for us to understand and, and certainly dealing with the context of it all. In Genesis chapter number 1, verse number 26, And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth. Notice, over all the earth. God gave man dominion over everything he created on this earth. Amen. Amen. Um, and, and so we... We see God's blessings, all right? Then we see in Genesis chapter number 2 that God gave one restriction. Verse 17. Um, let me get there, please. Um, verse number 16 and 17. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely die. Now understand real simply. God said, you can have everything. I created it for you. It's yours. Help yourself all you want. You talk about a buffet, endless buffet, there it is. Amen? Only one restriction. Now, wouldn't you know man's going to mess it up? Amen? Uh, look at all the restrictions and laws that we have today. All right? Can you imagine living in a world where there's only one? All right? And so you know the story, amen? You know of the fall of Adam and Eve uh, in Genesis chapter number 3. And you know Satan coming along and deceiving. And by the way, Satan's always going to continue to deceive. Uh, he first puts a question mark over the validity of the word of God. Yea, have God said. All right? And you know, that's exactly what he's doing in schools and in universities and colleges and and throughout the world today, putting a question mark, is there really a God? And if there is, is this, can we really believe this? Amen. Yea, hath God said. And then he outright lies and said, ye shall not surely die. When God said, in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. All right, and so we know that uh, God, uh, Satan dealt with Eve uh, in desiring this. It is a fruit to uh, desire to, uh, and pleasant to the eyes and di- desire to make one uh, enjoy the pleasure of this food. All right? And God always appeals to our desires, our flesh. I'm sorry, the devil does. Amen? The devil's always playing that card. All right? And, and so, uh, folks, we, we understand what took place. Eve took of the fruit of the tree, she ate of it, she gave to her husband, and he did eat. And now we find the results of that. The Bible says that their eyes were open, they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and covered themselves. All right? Uh, they, in their sin, they lost their innocency. Amen? But it also in their sin, and, and think about this, think what Satan said to her. 
For in the day that thou eat of there, there thou shalt, uh, uh, he said, your eyes will be open, and you shall know good and evil. Like God's trying to keep something from you? Yes, he is. Evil. Amen? They only knew good up until that time. All right? And so now their eyes are open. They know good and evil. Their consciences is, uh, bring conviction in the hearts of their nakedness, even though there's only two of them there. Think about that. And now you see, notice this, the first, the first man, the first sin of man, and now we see the first attempt of man to deal with his sin. Okay, I, I deal with this because I find that so oftentimes we're having a difficult time trying to reach people for Christ in witnessing to them. And oftentimes people are saying in their own minds, in their own hearts, why should I give up my religion for your religion? By the way, I, I despise religion. Absolutely despise it. All right, let me, let me give you my definition of religion. Religion is man's efforts to please God. And within the confines of that, you have wonderful, precious people throughout the world that are trying to do the best they know how based upon a religious system to please God. And by the way, every, every single religious system, every single one, has one common denominator. It all goes back to me. And every religious system is always a list of do's and a list of don'ts. All right? And here's the fallibility of it. And this is why I cannot stand it. All religious systems fail miserably. Why do they fail? Because I fail. I cannot live up to this system. And you know what? You'll find wonderful, precious people that are really seeking to accomplish that. All right? While we were in the Philippines, there was a man that, was that we knew of that was crucified five years in a row. Every year. I mean, literally had the nails in his hands. I'm not sure about the feet, but in his hands. Five years in a row. The last year that we were there in 92, there was a woman that was crucified as well. I can't doubt their sincerity. Uh, there's no question about their desire. They want to do right. They want to please God in their own mind. This was their way of attempting to do that. Here's the question. If you're going to be crucified, wouldn't you have to come back again and again and again? All right? That doesn't make any sense. And of course, obviously, it's contrary to God. And, and so, religious systems are always going to fail. And here's the proof of that. Here's Adam and Eve, which I will call the first religion of all of history. I call it the fig leaf religion. You might want to call it the apron religion. But they took fig leaves and they covered their nakedness thinking that might please God. Did it work? God came unto them in the cool of the day in the garden and what did they do? They hid themselves from God. Well, that tells me very clearly there that they're ashamed and afraid to approach God. Their religious efforts failed miserably. 
Now, again, I, I want to emphasize this. See, in dealing with people about salvation, well, they say, well, and someone will say, well, my religion's older than your religion. We've had some people from Iran get saved in our church. And thank the Lord. Uh, the one lady, she, she came to me. She's been come for a year and a half now. Hasn't missed a service. And, and she, first Sunday she came to our church, she got saved. And, and Layla, she said, Pastor, she said, I don't like Islam. Islam makes you sad. Christianity makes you happy. Now, and I'll qualify, biblical Christianity. There's a whole lot out there that isn't biblical. Amen? And and so, so why do I make this so important? Because People are going to come to you and say, well, I got my own religion, I, and, and I, I do this, and, and our family's always been this, a Catholic, a Lutheran, a Methodist, whatever it is. And, and so, uh, why, again, why should I trade one religion for another religion? I don't want you to trade nothing as far as religion, amen, because we're not offering religion, okay? And, and so, let's go back to the very beginning, before there was any religion. Amen? Now we're going to start with a clean slate. Because we're going to start with the very first man. There is no religion. Amen? And the very first sin. And their attempt to sin. And we see how that, how that failed miserably. Now I want to deal with the central theme of the whole Bible. And that's in Genesis chapter 3. And verse number 21. Unto Adam also and his wife did the Lord God make coats of skins and clothe them. I truly do believe that this is the central theme of all the Bible. You say, Brother Getty, I'm scratching my head on this. What, how do you get that? All right, again, we already understand what, where we come from so far. Amen? In verse number 21 of chapter 3, God set the standard. Man tried to do it his way. God said, first of all, two things happened here in verse number 21. The Bible says this, Unto Adam and his wife, and to his wife did the Lord God make coats of skins. Number one, God rejected man's efforts. And no matter how sincere, no matter how devout, God is always going to reject man's efforts when they're contrary to God. Amen? All right. And so, how do we know that God rejected man's efforts? Because now God is going to clothe them. They're already clothed with fig leaves. Amen? It isn't that God is saying, oh, is that all you have to wear? Let me give you another set of wardrobe here. No. God rejected their efforts. Number two, God set the standard. You know, whenever God corrects, God always shows what's the right way. Amen? And so God established what will be acceptable. Your fig leaves, your aprons are unacceptable. I will not accept them. And now we establish what is acceptable. And God clothed them with coats of skins. God, in order to do that, 
God killed innocent animals. I personally believe that they were lambs. And God shed innocent blood for the sins of man. Now, we go to Genesis chapter number 4. Cain and Abel, in process of time, they grew up. They brought an offering unto God. And we know the story, I trust you do. Uh, Cain brought of the fruit of the ground. Cain was a farmer. And he brought the fruit of the ground. And let's give Cain the benefit of doubt. Let's say that he brought the very best that he had. Maybe he had a cherry tomato that big, amen? And he brings that to God. He's, he's pleased. He thinks this is going to be uh, well accepted by God. And God rejects it. Just like those fig leaves. God rejects it and he accepts Abel's offering. And Abel's offering was the firstlings of his flock, a lamb. And Abel shed innocent blood and offered that up unto God, and God was well pleased with Abel's offering. But notice, if you would please, look at verse number 5 of Genesis chapter 4 in God's response to Cain. Uh, But unto Cain his offering he had not respect. God rejected it. And Cain was very wroth, and his countenance uh, was fallen. And and the Lord said unto Cain, Why art thou wroth, and why is thy countenance fallen? If Notice verse 7. This is a key verse. If thou doest not well, uh, if thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted? Cain, you know what's right. If you'll do what's right, it will be accepted. But if thou doest not well, notice, sin lieth at thy door. What was Cain doing? Cain was, if you will, practicing religion. He was bringing to God what he thought would be acceptable to God, and God rejected it. But not only did God reject it, God said it, it is sin. Will you allow me to say this? All religious effort of man is sin in the sight of God. All of it. No matter who it's from, No matter how sincere they are, it is sin if it does not follow God's way. Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And so we see this blood sacrifice that God established. And if you know your Old Testament and into the New Testament, you know that that was carried through all the way through the Old Testament. A blood sacrifice. God was very clear about that in in the book of Leviticus. Amen? And and follow through with Moses and Abraham right on through. God established this. You see Moses, I'm sorry, you see Abraham, you see Isaac offering up sacrifices unto God. And they were a blood sacrifice. Where did they get that? The same place that Abel got it. Amen? From his daddy? And most likely from God himself. Amen? And so God set his standard. And God desired for his standard to be followed all the way through, even into the New Testament unto today. John the Baptist, the forerunner of Jesus Christ. Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. 
Oh, we don't have to offer up lambs and sacrifice them today because the perfect sacrifice has already been made 2,000 years ago for our sins. And it's a perfect sacrifice. He who knew no sin was made sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Let, Let me close real quick with Hebrews chapter number 10. Hebrews chapter number 10. Hebrews chapter number 10, and look at verse number 12, or verse number 10. By the which way we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Not every year like the high priest, uh, not, not frequently like people would have to do going to the temple and offering up a sacrifice, but once for all. Verse number 12. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for, the, uh, for sins forever, Sat down on the right hand of God. Uh, Sitting down on the right hand of God, uh, signifying the finished work of Christ. Verse number 14. For by one offering had perfected forever them that are sanctified. I am saved, kept, and secured by God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And that work is accomplished through the death of of the Lord Jesus Christ as he cried out in John chapter 19, verse 30, it is finished. The Lamb of God slain. And the Bible says, from the foundation of the world. Wow. And all that was done for you and me, that we might have promise of eternal life. Thank you for listening. If you have questions about your relationship with God or you would like to know more about the ministry of Good News Baptist Church, you can visit us online at goodnewsbaptist.org or call us at 757-488-3241. We trust your heart was challenged as you listened, and we want to encourage you to share this message with others. May the truth of God's word be your guide as you strive to follow Christ and make him known to others.